everyone. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. Good morning, church. How are you doing? Ooh, I like it. So whether you are joining us online or you are here in the Celebration Center, we welcome you here this morning. And from one mom to another mom, happy Mother's Day to you. But what I'd like to say is today we don't want to just celebrate moms. Because whether you are a mom to someone you have conceived, a mom to someone you have adopted, or you are a mother figure to somebody in your life, All of you as women are influencers and God has created you uniquely for where you are right now. And I am so glad that he has created women and all of the beauties and uniqueness that we hold that only men can marvel at, right? (laughs) We have an amen in in the audience. But women, we celebrate you this morning. So actually, why don't I pray for women today? So Lord, I just pray right now for the women of our church, those that are walking, watching online and those that are here with us this morning. God, I pray that you would journey with them wherever they are at, whether they are single or married or young or old, no matter where they are in their journey, Lord, I pray that you would be with them today, especially with their um, stories of triumph and joy that you would know that they are loved and uniquely, uniquely loved by you in your name. Amen. So this morning we are going to land mostly in Exodus where we're talking about the Israelites and the nation that has gone through so much. But first, what I want to do is just take a few moments to show you a couple of memories. Because I want to talk about some memories this morning. And you know that the classic picture that you're all desperate to, to take of your family, where Johnny won't sit still, Emma keeps sticking her tongue out. Like, it's a total gong show, but you're desperate to capture that memory. Well, this is the memory of a family this morning where family pictures have gone wrong. They're desperate to capture those memories and I must say that there were no children harmed in this photo. (laughs) Or the time, moms, you remember the potty training? Well, Tommy, he get tired. (laughs) So you gotta flash and take those memories, right? You gotta take the pictures. And I mean, this is a classic picture of wedding reception, right? Yes, yes it is. I actually don't know this child, so thankfully, because he'll be used against him. Or we're trying to desperately get pictures and memories of our friends. So this is a weekend away with actually some of my friends. But as you may know me, I'm a bit wild and crazy, as they say. So this is more like my friend group, right? But we are all making memories. And it's important to make family memories and friend memories, and memories that we're trying to capture that we can pull out at another time to enjoy, to laugh at. But there are some memories that are important for us to remember. And those are our God memories, our spiritual memories, even more important than our family memories, the memories where we have seen and felt the move of God in our life, where we can see how God is knitted his, his life right through the, every detail, the minute to the major details of my life. And remembering 
the God moments in my life of God's faithfulness and of his love and of his power because he is constantly moving in your life and in mine. So what have you done with those God memories? I'd almost love to have a picture book where I could flip through and look back on where God has provided, where he has been faithful. A picture book that would show me and remind me of that. Maybe you've done some of that, of journaling. But what have we done to remember what God has done in our life? What I once knew of God in the past can become a distant memory by the burdens of today. So, what happens when we forget? What happens when we forget these God memories? We falter. We falter in our faith. When we forget, we falter. When we forget that God and his faithfulness have provided in the past, we falter. In the forgetting, we falter and we begin to question his love and his faithfulness. And what we have gone through in the past and how God has moved in our lives is actually a reflection of who God is and a reflection of who we are in Christ. But it isn't reliving the past so that we can go back. It's reliving the past so that we can move forward knowing and believing that God is faithful. Memories, they're important. But even more so are there spiritual memories that we have made that God has intricately knitted into the very fabric of our being. Remembering God's faithfulness of the past helps us to embrace the difficulties today of today and the uncertainties of the future. Remembering God's faithfulness of the past helps us to embrace the difficulties of today and the uncertainties of the future. Because when we forget, we falter. So God knows our tendencies to forget, and but he begs for us to remember. But are we gonna be like the Israelites in all of their forgetting, forgetting? Because there is no nation that has seen more deliverance, more miracles, more breakthroughs than the Israelites. And yet, still, their dancing turned to mourning and whining and forgetting. The Israelite story is one God moment after another. And we're going to take a quick overview look of some of the things that God has done for the Israelites. So if you take a look first, they were rescued from slavery. An entire nation was rescued from slavery. In Exodus 6, 6, it says, Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. He delivered the Israelites from slavery. Also the plagues. 
He delivered them from the plagues. The Egyptians got it good. The Israelites were saved. And we look at it, Exodus 8, 22 to 23. But on that day, I will mark off the land of Goshen where my people, the Israelites, are staying so that no swarms of the flies will be there. Actually, this is what I picture. It would be like there would be like this lovely invisible line between Moncton and Riverview. I live in Riverview. There will be no flies there and there will be flies in Moncton, right? (laughs) That you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. They were delivered from slavery. They were delivered from the plagues. And we go on to Exodus 12, 36. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people. I mean, basically all they had to do is say, excuse me, could I have all the gold in your house, right? And they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. So the Israelites not only were safe from slavery, safe from all the plagues, they left laden with riches that they'd never had before. In Exodus 13, 21, it talks about physical signs. And is there not sometimes in our life where we wish there was a blazing sign through the sky that we could actually look at where he says, go do this, Right? We want a physical sign. Well, God gave the Israelites a physical sign. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of clouds to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day and by night. And last but not least, as we look at a quick overview of the Israelites, as we've heard this from from childhood, where he parted the Red Sea, not the Chocolate River, the Red Sea. And how does it say? In Exodus 14, 21 to 22 says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, not muck that they walked upon. They walked upon dry land. And the waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. And these stories of the Israelites have shaped generation after generation. And these are stories that have shown us who God is and who he is in our lives and that he is a part of our lives. But that's the Israelites. And that was a long time ago. But remember... The God of the Israelites who delivered them from slavery, who parted the Red Sea, who saved them from plagues, gave them all the riches, who did all of this is the same God that you serve today. Those memories, those stories of the Israelites tell us who God is and who he is in our lives. So how has this same God set you apart? How has this same God delivered you? How has this same God worked in your life? That's what happens when we tell our stories, is we can remember what God is. Because God has slain your enemies that have haunted you, and he has worked in your life, whether you know it or not. So what has God done in your life? Can you remember? Because when you forget you falter because when you forget 
you falter. Remembering God's faithfulness of the past helps us to embrace the difficulties of today and the uncertainties of tomorrow. It is in these stories that help to shape our family, they help to shape your friends, they help to shape your coworkers, and it is a beautiful way to continue on from generation to generation the faithfulness of God in our lives. But have you forgotten? Have you replaced the memories of what God has done in your life with the busyness of today? Have they receded so far back into the recesses of your mind that they haven't seen the light of the light of day? Because when we forget, we falter. And I know that the Israelites faltered. Let's take a quick look at them. Because when they saw the Egyptians chasing after them and the Red Sea was before them and the Egyptians were behind them, what happened? They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to bring us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. They had forgotten. They'd already been delivered from slavery and the riches and the plagues. They still hadn't got to the Red Sea yet, but come on, they'd already seen a lot. They had forgotten. We look to the next one. Were they crumbling and mistrust this time because they had no food? The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, they were there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death? They'd forgotten. This is the second time they complained about water. And in Exodus 17, three it says, but the people were thirsty. They'd already been given water once, but they'd forgotten for their water there. And they grumbled against Moses and they said, why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst. They'd forgotten. And last but not least, Moses took too long coming off of the mountain. Their patience were with sin. And in Exodus 32, one, it says, when the people saw that Moses was so long on coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. They faltered because they had forgotten. Where was the trust? Where was the belief? Where was the patience after all that God had done? And there's been no nation that has seen more deliverance, more miracles, more faithfulness than they had. And yet still they forgot. Did they figure that God had stopped caring and just left them on their own? How could they even begin to fathom that God would actually abandon them? But they forgot, and they forgot who God was and who God is. And that same people who had danced with Miriam on the other side of the parting of the Red Sea were now grumbling and complaining and whining and trembling in fear because they had forgotten. Because when we forget, we falter. 
Yet how many times did God tell them to remember? If we look in Deuteronomy 6.12, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. And if we look again to Deuteronomy 8.2, it continues and says, remember, remember how the Lord your God has led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. And yet again, in Deuteronomy 8.11, it says, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. And the list goes on of how God asked them to remember. Remembering God's stories in our lives isn't it just about building up our own faith? It's about building up the faith of people around us, our loved ones, our family, our friends, our co-workers, and generation after generation needs to hear the stories, the God stories that we have in our life and how God has prevailed, how God has been faithful. And what if our children had never heard of these faith stories? What if they never are a part of our faith journey? What if we never tell them? Because when we forget, we falter. It says in Psalm 78, one to four, pay attention, my people, to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past, what we have heard and learned, that which our ancestors have told us the previous generation. We will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts, about his strength, and about the amazing things he has done. We don't want to forget. So what does that mean for my life and your life? What does it mean? I believe that we can deepen our faith the faith of our family and friends and coworkers, when we salt our conversations with the things that God has done. The little things to the big things, when we salt our conversations about the faithfulness of God in our life. When we relive the moments, the memories of what God has done. Stories that need to be shared. Stories that should be told. And your kids should actually be a part of your faith journey. When you are struggling, talk to your kids about it. Work through it with them. When there are triumphs and God has provided, talk to your kids about them. Help them to see your faith. Salt your conversations with God moments. And do these three things. Remember, reflect, and realign. When you remember, so taking those memories, pulling them out of the dust, bringing them out, remembering them, remembering what God has done, remembering the little things to the big things of how God has been faithful. Remember them, pull them out, remember 
then reflect. Reflect on what they tell you about who God is because it does tell you who you are in Christ and who God is in those God moments. Reflect. Not just reflect to yourself. Reflect to those around you. Tell those around you. Salt your conversations. Remember. Reflect. And last but not least, realign. Because maybe after you've taken out those God moments and taken a look and it's reminded you of who God is, maybe it will help you to readjust your attitude. Readjust your patience. Readjust even the trajectory of your life. Because when we forget, we falter. Remember, reflect, and realign. And in Psalm 16:8, it says, I constantly trust in the Lord because he, he my God, is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. I don't want to forget. I don't want to falter because when I forget, I falter. So memories are important. Memories that we make with our friends, that we make with our families, but especially the precious memories that you make with God. Memories are powerful tools to lead the next generation into a strong relationship with Christ. But we need to remember, we need to reflect, and then maybe we may even need to realign. But we don't want to forget because we, we, when we forget, we falter. So what are you going through today? Maybe you're needing a job. Maybe you don't have a place to live. I heard it can be hard to find a place to live around here sometimes lately. Maybe depression is nipping at your heels. Maybe your marriage is not going quite the way as planned or your kids are giving you trouble. Maybe life is lonely or addictions are knocking at your door again. Have you lost your footing in this crazy world? But if we take a moment to look back to the past, not to relive the past, but for it to remind me of the faithful God that I serve, that the job that we need and he's provided before, he will do it again. No place to live, God will provide. And I'm telling you this, it will not be in your timing. It will be in his, but he has always been faithful. Remember in the past, he has been faithful. When you're looking at depression, have you seen the light before? Remember the light of God's goodness. God is good. God is faithful. Don't forget Don't falter. What I want to do right now, because I know what happens. I've done it before. 
where I go, that was good. I thought, yeah, yeah, I should do that. Then I walk out the door and I forget because the busyness of today overshadows. So I won't keep you long, but I want us just to pause for a minute right now. And whether you're home with somebody you wanna talk it through, go ahead. You wanna write it down, go ahead. You wanna just sit quietly and remember what God has done for you and reflect on what that means for your today. Because it will remind you of the faithfulness of God. So I'm not gonna talk for a minute. And we're just gonna sit for a minute. And I would pray that God would speak to you and that you would remember what God has done for you in the past. Let's just sit for a moment. God is good. He is faithful. And though my timetable is now, his may be later. Do you remember what God has done in the past for you? Can we stand? Because I want you to reflect back. God has proven himself before. God has proven himself before. God has proven himself before and he will do it again. Remember, reflect, maybe even realign, but first and foremost, don't forget because when we forget, we falter. Let's pray. So dear God, We thank you for your faithfulness. And even there's times that I don't even know how faithful you've been, but I know how you've intricately wound yourself into my life and been a part of it from the beginning to now. And I am beyond thankful for what you have done for me. And God, I pray that I won't forget your faithfulness. I pray that you would help me to see what that faithfulness means of telling me who you are. And God, first, lastly, if I need to realign my thinking pattern, my attitude, maybe even the trajectory of my life, I pray that you would help me to do that and help me first and foremost not to forget your faithfulness in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan, we invite you to visit our website at mw.church. We are here to help you with any questions you might have. See you next time.